Hello, 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 hello. Welcome to the Noble Tea for Nice Show. I'm your host, Rob Shooter. It's Tuesday, which means our dear friend, Delana Dixon, Miss D, is joining us. Miss D, are you there? I am. How was your Christmas celebration? Oh, it was lovely. A little bit quiet this year because of everything that's going on, particularly here in New York. Well, it's really around the world, isn't it? So we had a quiet Christmas. Bruce, my good self, and little Darby Misty. But it was lovely, actually. And I sometimes get so carried away with the parties and the celebrations and all the other stuff that you can do around Christmas. It was nice to go back to basics, dare I say. You know what I'm like. I always find a silver lining. <laughs> I always, I mean, like, yes, we would I love going out for dinners and parties and seeing friends and drinking at Bottinos? Yes, but I've got to find the silver lining. So I, I had a lovely time. What about you, Miss Dia? I'm just here in Georgia for a little bit longer, spending time with my family. And of course, we're celebrating Kwanzaa yes. now. So I've got the candles out and... Yamoja and all those good things for the holiday. Send all our love to your mommy and your family. Let's jump into the show. What time is it, my friends? It is tea tea time. time. So breaking news, Kanye West has bought a house across the street from Kim Kardashian. We actually told you about this first. About six months ago, I was hearing rumours, sources were telling me that he was thinking of doing this not because he necessarily wanted to be close to Kim. He wants to be close to the those children. Yes, he does want to be close to Kim too, uh, but he's pretending it's just for the kids. So let me give you the details. So the new house cost him $4.5 million, which is relatively modest for Kanye West, because let's remember, she paid him $23 million to buy him out of his 50% stake in their big home. So 50%, Misty, that means the property's worth Forty-six million. So he bought a four-point-five million across the street. Now sources tell me he could afford fifty million, but there was no house on the street that was worth that. Kim's got the best house on the street. I think he might even tear this down. Can you imagine paying four point five million? And then you're like, I gotta fix it up. It's not good enough for four point five million. All I want to do is move in with my toothbrush. But apparently, this is a fixer-upper. I'm told he's gonna be doing that. Right now, what do you think? Oh, this is kind of funny. But of course, let's let's start at the beginning. Of course, he wants to be close to his kids. So, of course, you got to buy the house that's available on the street. I also think it's kind of he wants to keep an eye on how many times Pete Davidson goes over to the house that he moved out of. And then he can kind of keep an, an eagle eye. But what I find most interesting is that he actually paid close to almost $500,000 more than the asking price it. of the home he so he could move house. in. Yeah, he wanted yeah. this house. I don't really know much about real estate, but what a friend told me is you can only buy what's available. And so this street is so luxurious. If there's a, a house on the street worth 50 million, you know the other houses are nice. So it's a really beautiful private street. And what I'm told is nobody leaves it. These houses stay in families for generations. They never sell these houses. So the fact this one house is up for sale, the cheap one on the street, for 4.5 million, that's the cheap one. It's more about the land. He could level this house and he could build a 60, 50 million dollar home on it. But what you can't do is you can't recreate, you can't build more land. So he's bought it for the land. Do you know what I would do if I was Kim? I would wait for the renovation to be finished and then I'd move. Oh no, that's so mean! <laughs> Can you imagine making it go It'd be like, Happy New Year, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. Which brings us to our poll question of the day. Kanye West has bought a house across the street from Kim Kardashian. 
Is this a good idea or is this a bad idea? Hey, go vote on our Twitter page at Naughty Nice Rob or our Facebook page, which is Naughty Gossip and be sure to check back tomorrow to hear your results. Miss D, what are you working on? Oh, my goodness. Well, this story is very cheeky, (laughs) as you Brits would say. So David Beckham is getting roasted for standing on his tippy toes in the family Christmas photo. So, you know, the family... He and Victoria, their four kids, put out this really beautiful Christmas photo. But some fans, some eagle-eyed fans, noticed on social media that he's standing on his tippy toes in the Christmas photo. Now, it was posted on Instagram. You know, the children are there. It's Brooklyn, Romeo, Cruz, and little Harper. Of course, Victoria's in the photo, too. And... David wrote on the photo, Merry Christmas, and he's standing between his wife and his son, Romeo. Now, if you look at the photo for a moment, it looks like David and Romeo are the same height. But when you look down, he's standing on his tippy toes because his two sons, Brooklyn and Romeo, actually tower over him. And if you look at this photo, Brooklyn looks like he's a 40-year-old man. I'm still trying to figure it out. So David is about... Yeah, just five foot eleven, just All shy right. of six feet. Right. Little Victoria is only five four, but the family is gorgeous. gorgeous, and I think this is just so cute. What do you think, I love Rob? It. it just goes to show you, though, even when you're the most beautiful family in the world, you do have insecurities. Even David Beckham, and so standing on his tiptoes in a photograph, I do get it. Do you do any tricks in Miss in, in photographs, Mister? You're not, shall I say, the the tallest person in the world, Mister. What are you doing a picture? Well, if I could, I would take an apple box everywhere I. <laughs> go and stand in a photo because I always think I'm taller than I am and then I see the photo and I'm like who's this kid standing in the middle of the photo and of course I'm a very curvaceous woman so I sort of stand kind of on a diagonal so you get the curves but I make sure the curves are all in the right place. I do a J-Lo trick. I learned it when I was working with Jennifer when she used to walk red carpets she wouldn't look up until she was ready to take the picture so when I get into a group picture if you say let's all do a picture together I'm like yes 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 I I look down. I look down at the floor until I just compose myself. And then I look up at the camera as if to say, now you can take your picture. So it's just a little J-Lo trick. Look down. Do not look up. Do not look at the camera until you are ready. And if it takes you a moment to centre yourself, then do so. I look down. And then when I'm ready... I look up. That's the J-Lo. That's why you look so good in every photo. <laughs> can't take a bad picture. I love saying that. I take terrible pictures, but I, I pretend I can't take a bad one. I love that story, Misty. Hey, moving along, Lisa Renner has mortified her daughter with a Christmas dance video. I love Lisa Renner. So she's deleted this Instagram post. It's featuring both of her daughters dancing away, and they called her out because she said she wouldn't post it, and then she did. Amelia Gray Hamlin, her daughter, said the following, no way you posted this. She put that in the comments, so she told us all what was going on. She said, please no, like we said, this would not be for the internet. Thank you. And at first, Lisa Renner laughed about it. She didn't seem like she cared about embarrassing her daughter, and then Lisa wrote, of course I did, duh, saying, of course I posted it. Then a few hours later... The picture was wiped, wiped. The video was wiped from the Instagram feed. However, it does still remain up on her TikTok page. What do you think about asking permission for photographs, Misty? If people say don't post it, you should respect that. I wouldn't ask. That's the point. I don't ask you permission. But if you do express an opinion, then I will obey. Absolutely. If my friends say, hey, could you please not post that photo? I say, of course. You you want everybody to look good and feel good when they see a photo of themselves. 
themselves. However, when it comes to parents, all bets are off. They gave you life. So, I mean, she shouldn't know. First of all, I've seen the video on TikTok. The girls are gorgeous. I mean, they have nothing to worry about. They look fantastic, and it's a super cute video. But it's their mommy. She's proud of every goofy, doofy, kooky thing that they do. So, of course, she's going to post. It just shows how much she loves them and how proud she is of them every single moment of the day. It's done out of a place of love. So, you know I used to be a publicist. I talk about J-Lo all the time and Diddy. One person I don't talk about is Lisa Renner. I was Lisa Renner's publicist, Miss D. I gotta say, she was one of my favorite celebrities. I worked with her when she almost got the job next to Regis. It came down to Kelly Ripper and Lisa Renner. They were the two finalists. And so every week I would go to live with Lisa at least two, three times a week. I got to know the staff and even the security guards. Like, I was family because every single week I would be at live and then ultimately Kelly Ripper got the job. And you know what? Lisa Renner's such a class act. She sent flowers. She said congratulations. Mm. They both knew. They both were down to the last two. It's like being the last two on Dancing with the Stars or American Idol. It didn't go Lisa Renner's way, but she's a class act. Hey, what's going on with Carrie Fisher? This is very, very sweet and emotional. What's happening, Miss Dia? Well, Carrie has a daughter named Billy Lord, who is an actress, and she honored her mother mm. five years after Carrie Fisher's death. And she says, I miss you, Mombi. <sighs> So she's just basically opening up about it. The Star Wars icon, that would be Carrie Fisher, uh, died five years ago on December 27th. I know, it's hard to believe it's been that long. She was 60, she died from a heart attack. So one day later, Billy Lord's grandmother, the very famous and iconic Debbie Reynolds, also passed away at the age of 84. So Billy took to Instagram and shared a heartfelt throwback snap of her and her mom when she was just a little baby. And Billy wrote, people always ask me what stage of grief I'm in. And my answer is never simple. Mm. I'm in a different stage of grief in each moment of every day. She went on to say, and that's how grief should be. All things at once. Actually, there is no should in grief. Grief is just whatever it is for you. And that's how it should be. Now, you'll be happy to know that Billy actually has a 15-month-old son now, Kingston Fisher, with her fiancé, Austin Rydell. And she misses her mommy every single day. I mean, Rob, how do you you deal with grief? I'm very bad at it. I push it away at first. And so I try to just put it in a box and crush it and not acknowledge it. But the older I've got and the more wise I've got, I do now deal with it. I, 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 I think about people. I think about good times. I try to remember all the good. I don't sugarcoat it, though. I know uh, people are complicated, including myself. And so I try to acknowledge the whole package. But I think in life, this is a mistake we make. When we fall out with people, all we remember is the bad and not the good. And then when we're best friends with you, all we remember is the good and not the bad. I am perfectly comfortable, or I've become perfectly comfortable, uh, acknowledging that people have many, many shades to them, mister. And as long as the good outweighs the bad, because we all do have bad, then I'm fine with that. Yeah, it's it's very difficult to, to comprehend grief, especially when you lose somebody who's close to you. I was very close to my grandmother. It's going on about five years as well. And it's still hard every day, but you have to tap into those most 
memorable moments, those yeah. happy moments, yeah. and remember the great moments with them. And that's how you honor their memory and you keep them alive. But I, I, I can understand why it's so hard to lose your mom at such a young age. Billy isn't even 30 years old yet. So I, I definitely feel for her. Yeah, and I sort of too, I want to remember people I love who have passed every single day. I really do. I don't want to forget them, but I want to remember them in a way that puts a smile on my face, puts a, a twinkle in my eye. It's a beautiful, beautiful story. Hey, quickly, before we go to break, Kate Middleton is really, really upset still with the way that Harry and Meghan's estrangement went down. People magazine have devoted a whole cover story to Kate and they got rare insight into how she really feels about Meghan and Harry's estrangement from the royal family. An insider told People that nearly two years, it's been two years into Harry and Meghan's departure, the strained relationship with the family is still something that really, really upsets sets Kate, her friends hold the outlet that the one silver lining is that William and Kate have become stronger because of it. So Kate has really been there for her husband, William. William's in a lot of pain about losing his brother. He's been distraught about it. And this has brought those two much, much closer. They say that Kate is no pushover. She's a really tough, strong woman with a lot of inner strength. However, you can still be sad and strong, so she's still very, very, very sad about this. There has been very little progression in this troubled relationship. Remember, though, Megan told Oprah, quote, If you love her, you don't have to hate me, and if you love me, you don't have to hate her. I think pitting these two against each other is a mistake. I don't think they're ever going to be best friends. They're just such different people, but they don't need to be enemies. What do you think, Mr. E? When you're a family unit, you want everybody to get along, and I know that's kind of almost impossible at times. But I think if there's going to be a saving grace for these two brothers, it's going to be through their wives and saying, look, how do we bring these boys back together? Because they'll always be brothers. It doesn't matter whether uh, when William becomes king or Harry decides to make a movie for Netflix, mm -hmm. they're always going to be siblings. And I think as they get older, they're going to regret the time that they've lost now. So all I can say to Megan and Kate is if you guys can sit down or get on the phone and Zoom, I know they're not in the same place, but if you guys can Zoom and say, look, forget what the papers are saying. Let's figure out how we can get along and bring our husbands back together. It'll serve everybody in the Where end. Where there's a will, there is a way. If these two want to do it, they can. Tune out all the noise. You should do this in your own life, too. If you fell out with somebody and you miss them, tune out all the noise. Tune out what all your other friends are saying. Just think about it and the two of you get on the phone. Hey, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Naughty But Nice Show. I'm your host, Rob Shooter, with our dear friend, Misty. Hey, Misty, let's get to the polls. Da, da, da. Dun, dun, dun. Thank you very much. So Tom Holland liked a post stating very clearly that short men have more sex. Oh, my goodness. Do you agree? Do you think short men have more sex? Let's have a look at your answer. No. 60% said no. Misty, as a shorter person yourself, which you just acknowledged about four or five minutes ago, dare I ask the answer to this question? <laughs> Well, there seems to be a really interesting phenomenon. So I'm five feet tall. And for some reason, I wind up dating guys that are much, much <laughs> taller than me. So we're talking six feet, six two. I've dated a guy who was almost six five. It was insane. And I find that when you're a shorter woman, that super tall men want to date you. When you're a five foot five woman, normal height, you wind up dating guys who are 
five foot six, five foot seven, closer to your height. So I'm not sure why that happens. But look, if you're Tom Holland, you're getting whatever you're getting on a regular basis. Tom Cruise, these guys. So there have been studies that say that women are usually more attracted to taller men, mm. but we also have to say it's what in, what's inside the heart that counts. Oh, so, so look, romantic. if you're married to a, a man who's not too tall, mm-hmm. I'm sure he's rocking oh. your boat just fine. So don't worry about it, ladies. And congratulations, Misty, on answering that question without telling us anything about your private life. You are a wizard at this. You are a professional. And this is when that training shows. Hey, don't forget to vote on today's poll. Go to our Twitter page at Naughty Nice Rum. Our Facebook page is Naughty Gossip and be sure to check back tomorrow to hear your results. And now, it's time for our noises of the day. Well, I will tell you this. I had a crush on Jared Leto when he starred in My So-Called Life. So I was very happy to see a shirtless pic of the star as he celebrated his 50th birthday oh my goodness jared so he's an oscar-winning actor and a musician he took to instagram on sunday to post a picture of himself not wearing a shirt thank you very much (laughs) mr leo and he wrote thanks for all the birthday wishes Um, and he credits his incredible rocking body on a veggie based diet he says it's probably just down to sleep and what you eat this is what he told rolling stone back in 2016 you know if you travel the long haul and you don't take time for yourself you're probably it's probably gonna show so he's just saying that i'm taking care of myself he didn't say it but i'm gonna say it i'm looking good mm. so happy birthday happy birthday and now i know the day naughty 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 sarah jessica parker gets emotional discussing sex in the city revival so sarah cynthia and Kristen davis sit down and do a really actually sort of beautiful interview they talk about never being able to go home again except very occasionally which they did on this reboot they talked about working together and how they know each other and sarah said she just didn't think it would ever happen she didn't think this would would happen at all the reason they're our naughtiest of the day is it's not a real interview it's a promotional piece that hbo taped in their studios there is no reporter there it is just the three stars sitting on the couch nobody asking the questions and so i think with everything going on with sex in the city chris noth everything else i think if you're going to do interviews do interviews if you're not don't this is like a puff piece and it made me sort of a little angry miss dear that this could have been an amazing interview that we could have all enjoyed instead it's a pr promotional tool that falls a little flat. What do you think? I think what's really interesting is Cynthia Nixon talking in another interview where she was talking about the lack of diversity on the show and how they're trying to meet that on the show, gender diversity, racial diversity. So to me, that's something real. Um, But I understand you got to promote the show. It's getting mixed reviews. Uh, Among my peer group, we were all Sex and the City fans when we were younger. We're all still trying to go, okay, we're we're, going to stick with it. But we're, 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 you know, it's kind of a slow run to get up to speed. So they're going to have to keep promoting it. Do real interviews, ladies. Do interviews, answer questions. Hey, before we go, let's have a moment of Rob. You get a Rob, you get a Rob, you get a Rob, you get a Rob. Sponsored by my new book. It's not so new anymore. It's been out for a couple of months. The four-word answer, I think we're still still at the top of the charts. So thank you so much for making that happen. Apparently, January, Miss Dear, is a, is a very good time for self-help books. If you're thinking about changing your life or, or, or just really thinking about the way you live in January, maybe you want to check out the four-word answer. It's available right now on Amazon.com. This is important. Listen carefully. Mistakes are always forgivable. 
Wouldn't you have the courage to admit them? You've got to admit you made a mistake and then you can forgive yourself. You can forgive others. It's very possible to have forgiveness, to have empathy, but you can only do that once you admit them. And that takes more courage than saying sorry. What do you think? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> we know some people who never forgive themselves never forgive. Uh, for, or, or do things and never take responsibility yep. for the mistakes they made. Mm-hmm. There's, you, know, you have to admit your mistakes, forgive yourself for them, and then move forward. Yes, absolutely. Forgive others too. If you're holding a grudge today, if there's somebody you're not speaking to because they upset you four years ago, rah, 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 forgive. You're holding on to anger. And it is not good for you. You don't forgive them because they deserve it. You forgive them because you deserve it. Forgive, forgive, mm-hmm. forgive. Amen. Listen to me. I sound like Ian Levanzand. Hey, that's <laughs> it for today. Thank you so much for listening to the Naughty But Nice with Rob and Misty show, a production of iHeartRadio. Yes. That sounds beautiful, doesn't it? Don't forget mm-hmm. to subscribe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen. Leave us a review if you can. I looked on the charts this morning, Misty. We are beating E! News, our little podcast, Ooh. our little podcast, and the powerhouse of E! News, all their resources we are a little above them in the charts today and that is thanks to all the noughties let's end with our sign off you know it everybody let me hear you singing along wherever you are if you're going you're to going be, to be naughty, naughty you've got to be, got to be nice. nice oh i like your inflection there misty take care everybody it's naughty but nice with rob